Welcome to Create English on Ripollet Radio. It's 2015 and this is our June program. In today's program we're going to do a little roundup of all the things we've seen in the past couple of months. So I'll be just picking from the previous programs and playing some clips from what we've seen, what we've done, exercises, interviews, etc. So, it's June again, and, uh, well, we just started uh, a year ago, actually, last year in June, and, uh, well, it's summertime again. I guess you're planning your summer holidays and you've got ideas what to do and where to go. Well, you just uh, might want to listen to this program where today, well, I'm just going to use ideas and things and exercises from the previous programs. So, as I said, we started in June last year, and um, from the first program, I'm gonna just play a little part, which uh, was, I think it was pretty brief, about the difference between like and as. Now, if you remember, well, it will be just a bit of a revision for you, and if it's new information, well, there you go, it's your chance now to clarify the difference between like and as with two simple examples. So here it comes. What's the difference between like and as? Now this is a great question and uh, let me try and give a simple answer to this. I have thought of two examples to illustrate it. Uh, the first example would be, listen, she works as an actress. The second she speaks like an actress. Let me repeat. The first one was, she works as an actress. The second, she speaks like an actress. So in the first case, uh, what we know is that uh, the person is an actress. She is an actress because she works as an actress. But in the second sentence, we say she speaks like an actress. It means she is not an actress. She just, uh, well, she just speaks like an actress, um, so the uh, translation would be trabaja como actriz in the first case and habla como una actriz in the second case. And if, I, if you let me just complete these two sentences into she works as an actress at the National Theatre, then I think it's very clear that she's an actress. That's her job. Uh, but if, if we say she's a teacher, but she speaks like an actress, then we know that she's not an actress. But she does something in a very similar way. In this case, she speaks in a similar way to how an actress speaks, with more clarity, articulation, elegance, etc. Well, uh, this was uh, from the first program, a uh, bit of grammar explanation. And in the same program, um, we did a song. And 
It's a song that uh, a pianist and I wrote uh, for the program, actually. We did uh, pronunciation and word linking and intonation exercises with the song. Um, and I'm not going to play that, but I am going to play the song. Um, it's the song is called Treasure Island, and it's in English, of course. Jorge Romero at the piano and myself. Listening to Create English on Ripollet Radio with Gabor Legradi. And in today's program, we are picking from previous programs um, and highlighting, uh, we are highlighting, well, things that um, we think are interesting or uh, important to remember. Okay, let's jump to the second program, which was in October last year and let's check out the pronunciation blog again I had a guest in the interview called Anna and we did some exercises with her so that's coming up now uh, today we're going to look at the pronunciation of English words starting with H such as uh, hello head here etc and here with me in the studio 
is Anna. Welcome, Anna. Hello. Hello, Gabor. Um, she's going to be my helper today. Let's get down to it. So um, the first thing I'm going to ask you, Anna, to do is read the pair of words that you have in front of you in the table, please. One Spanish, one English. Gelatina, hello. Jaime, hi. Hippie, hippie. Jose, hospital. Julio, hut. Yes. Uh, all right, great. So uh, thank you. Um, as we can hear, the first sound, Anna, used in these words is, uh, is a h sound, right? And this sound is widely used in Spanish, but not in English. So um, my idea is that we could just uh, make it a bit softer. And let's see how. Um, what I would like you to do, Anna, now is to imitate uh, what a dog does that's been running around for a while and, you know, it's got the, the tongue hanging out. <laughs> now, as you, you can feel in the throat, it's, it's this soft passage of air. Um, now, can you please uh, do the following? I'd like you to add two sounds, e and a. So I'd like you to do he, 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 ha, ha, ha. Can you try? He, 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 ha, ha, ha. Yeah, repeat. He, 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 ha, ha, ha. Great. It's like laughing. Es como... Como si me estuviera riendo. So, let's combine the two. And what we're going to do is, uh, we're going to say e, e, a, a, with two different sounds in front of them. One will be and the other will be So, I'd like you to do he, 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 ha, 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 ha. So, do the, do the he, he, he first. He, he, he. Think of the dog. And now do he, he, he. <laughs> right, you see? Let's repeat with ah, okay? Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Alright, yes, that's the way. Um, now you feel that the he 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 is softer than he he he, right? Yes, I do. Okay. So you should remember this softness when you practice. But just a quick comment. In English, there are some words that are pronounced with a completely silent H. Yeah, one example would be hour, you know, the time. It's completely silent. It's hour or honest. These words are not pronounced with okay, but only a couple of them. Most of the words in English with H are pronounced as we've been practicing. You can check the dictionary to find which words exactly are these that I've just mentioned. Um, now, back to our exercise, we're going to repeat the English words I asked you to say at the beginning. But this time, before each one, I want you to say he, 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 ha, 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 he, 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 who, 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 etc. And then say the word. Let me show you an example, okay? Ha, 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 hi. Another one? He, 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 hello. So, what you do is you say he, he, he. And then you say the word hello. No change in the position. Now you do it. He, 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 hello. Ha, 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 hi. He, 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 hippie. Ho, 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 hospital. Hu, 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 hood. Very good. Just the penultimate one was ho, 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 hospital. 
hospital. Fantastic, Anna. <laughs> How was it? Did you like it? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, Anna, thank you. All right, so uh, this is the uh, October program selection. I mean, this is our June program, but we're selecting uh, parts from previous programs, and we are at the October program right now. And uh, um, in October, I did an interview. I made an interview with um, um, a person who works on a cruise ship. He's called Bollage. And, uh, well, I asked him a couple of questions. And I'm just going to play the first uh, few questions and the answers from the beginning. So, let's listen to it now. So, here we are in Barcelona, in the uh, park of the Ciutadella. And here with me is Bolas Herejcek from Hungary. And, uh, well, he's been traveling around. Uh, and uh, he's now in Barcelona. Welcome, actually. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, it's great to sit down here in this park. It's Sunday, the families are in the park, everybody's enjoying, enjoying themselves, and I'm looking at a really nice uh, fountain with these sculptures and uh, steps going all the way up, and I can see some golden, golden horses up on the top. So thank you very much, Gabor, for the invitation. Yeah, well, it was actually just improvised because we were walking around, and I said, okay, let's, let's sit down here and and I can ask you a few questions uh, about your experience because you work on 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 these ships called I know now <laughs> they're called cruise ships or ocean liners. Is that is that correct? Yes, yes. Some some companies they prefer ocean liners, and then uh, because these ships actually were built crossing the Atlantic Ocean between England and the New World. I see. Tell me, you. This is not your first time in Barcelona. You said. Um, when did you come first? Uh, very first time I had the opportunity to visit Barcelona in 1992, just after the Olympic Games. Where actually, we Hungarians were very good at swimming. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. But <laughs> but you came with a choir, right? Yes. It Singing. Was, it was a secondary school uh, choir and. Uh, I was one of the lucky ones who could take a two-day bus trip from Budapest to Barcelona. But you know, when you are young and 18-year-old, you don't really care how long you have to travel to point B from point A when it's like about your vacation. Okay, great. So as you could hear, Bolash was uh, here on a Sunday because as we were sitting in the park, he was saying it's a Sunday afternoon with families walking around and... And, you know, the weather is nice, etc., etc. So it was a Sunday. And um, his first time in Barcelona was when he came with a choir. Now, a choir is una coral, right? So he was a singer in a choir. That's how he came for the first time. Right. My next two questions would be, um, when did Bolas start working on cruise ships? So when was the first time? And the second question... um, what does he do on the ships now? You know, is he a musician? Is he um, an actor? Is he a waiter or what? So what does he do? Okay, uh, tell us, uh, what, you started uh, working on cruise ships some, well, close to 14 years ago, right? And um, remember your first experience when you first 
stepped on, you know, on the first cruise for ocean liner. Yes, I remember uh, because the first time I arrived to Palma de Mallorca, it was in 2000 May, and uh, I had a I had a friend, an unknown friend. Actually, I traveled with because uh, both of us were hired by the company we started working for. And we were looking for a cheapest solution, how to get from Budapest to Mallorca. <laughs> and then we found a travel agency who actually chartered the uh, groups from Budapest to Mallorca. So we, we took that opportunity and then uh, we stayed in Mallorca like two days before we got on the ships. But, you know, we were, <coughs> we were very low on budget those days, so we had to look for the, the cheapest solution. Okay. And uh, what is life like on the ship? It's, um, you know, um, actually, first, let's just tell the listeners what you actually do now. You, you don't, you're not in music, you do something else. Yes, uh, I work in a casino, uh, so I'm the member of the casino department, and I deal cards, so this is called a casino dealer. But to be precise, it would be called escroupier in France. Okay, so as we could hear... Bolage uh, started working on ships back in 2000. And uh, what he does on the ships, well, he's a croupier, which is a French word. That's his job. Right, my next question would be, how does he socialize on the ships? What does he do apart from working? How does he meet people and how does he socialize and where? Yeah, so what, what about the, you know, the people... On the ship, what about the community on the ship? Can you tell us a few things about that? Yes, uh, besides working on cruise ships, uh, it's very common to socialize after work. So there is always a bar where, uh, where, the, where the crew, where the staff, or where the officers, they go together. And uh, you can get to know each other, you can have a drink or two, and then you can make friendships wherever, wherever you go. And, and they are there, for example... I'm from Hungary, but when there is somebody from Germany or from the United States or from Canada and actually they live close to the port where your ship docks, there is always a possibility to meet them up. Uh-huh, okay. Right, okay, so where does he socialize? Well, he socializes in bars. There are specific bars. There are, you know, bars uh, that are used by the crew and the officers and, and the staff. They come from different nationalities and they, they socialize there, they meet, they make friends. Okay, my following questions would be, what was the longest period of time that Bolash spent at sea without seeing land? Okay, so just the sea and no land around. And the second question would be, where is the place that he would like to live if he had a choice? Is it maybe... Um, Somewhere in Europe? Is it somewhere in North America or maybe the Caribbean? So what place would he choose to live? And what was the longest time you've spent on, on the ship? Do you remember that? Yes. Uh, the longest one was in 2004 when uh, we actually brought a brand new ship out of Helsinki and the inaugural cruise was delayed, so that's why we had to stay actually two weeks at sea without any passengers, which one was great fun. <laughs> uh, do you have favorite places around the world? Yes, I do have favorite places. My favorite place is in Mexico. So if one day I could uh, be 
lucky than I would live in Puerto Vallarta, which is in Baja California, which is like a southern part of the old American continent. Let's move on. Uh, this was uh, part of the interview from October. And let's jump to December now. Um, there's another conversation between two students who talked about Christmas. This time we're going to skip the questions and only listen to the conversation. Are you going to celebrate Christmas at home? Yes, we usually go to my mother's house at Christmas. It's the only day when the whole family gets together. It's a special day for me. Do you have a big family? Yes, I have two brothers and two sisters. So there is 22 of us with husbands and wives and kids. Wow, 22! Your Christmas must be lots of fun. Yes, it is. My favorite time of the year. What about you? I usually celebrate Christmas at my aunt's house, but uh, we get together on other days too, during Christmas time. Who does the cooking? My aunt. She cooks very well. What does she usually cook? Roast chicken with plums and dry fruit. But desserts are her specialty. Mmm, sounds lovely. Does your mother cook for all of you? No, actually, we do it differently. It would be too hard for my mother to cook for all of us. So we decided to share the work. You cook together then? Well, everyone cooks a part of the meal at home and we take it along for the dinner. That's a good idea. I've never thought of it. And have you written the Christmas wish list yet? No, but we are thinking. Yeah, so, uh, well, let's continue. Um, this is the December program. Uh, two students talking about Christmas. And uh, then in February, uh, we worked on a little song with uh, some children who learned part of a song. And uh, it was great fun. I think they had a good time and uh, they learned vocabulary and pronunciation and intonation, you know. And this song is about, well, different little objects like a box and things, you know, like eggs and uh, little animals and big animals also like an elephant is a big one and uh, just basically describes these in a simple way and uh, well we're not going to listen to the whole session uh, but uh, just some some moments from from this little work with uh, 
children from a local elementary school and a little song that I wrote. What is that? Box, 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 Next thing we did was to uh, well to see how we can link the verb to be uh, with the um, with the nouns that means apple is apple is apple is an apple is an apple is and similarly with the rest of the words Well, then we felt we were ready to sing the first verse. Bueno, entonces ya pensamos que estamos listos para cantar la primera estrofa. Primero solo con la guitarra. A box is square, an apple is not. It's a robot, give me a lot. It's a robot, give me a lot. Debemos comentar que estos niños tienen un nivel básico en inglés y pues lo han hecho muy bien. Eh, pues quedan dos palabras que son apple y oval que para cambiarlas, bueno, a lo mejor toma un poco de tiempo, pero en general, bien hecho. Yeah, we continued with the second verse. Continuamos con la segunda estrofa. Elephant, 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 First the girls starting one by one and then the boys joining in. Give me a 
Now, same thing, but in a different order. And now the gentlemen first, and then the ladies. program and uh, the next uh, part will be from uh, the program in March from the kids block and it's a conversation between Daniel and Laura where Daniel is drawing and Laura uh, walks up to Daniel and asks him some questions and they chat a little bit so listen to this part it's meant uh, for learners of uh, well, elementary or low intermediate level. Um, so I think it's pretty slow and quite easy to understand. Although you might need to listen to it a couple of times. Vale, escucharemos una conversación entre Daniel y Laura. Y voy a preguntaros unas cosas. Y luego contestaremos las preguntas en el programa. Okay, so here's the first question. What's Daniel drawing? What is Daniel drawing? ¿Qué está dibujando Daniel? Second. Does Laura think that Daniel is good at drawing? ¿Qué piensa Laura? ¿Que Daniel es bueno en dibujar? Number three. Does he like drawing cars? Does he like drawing cars? ¿Le gusta dibujar coches? Next one. What drawing does Laura want to see? What drawing does Laura want to see? ¿Qué dibujo quiere ver Laura? Question number five. Does Laura like drawing? Does Laura like drawing? ¿A Laura le gusta dibujar? Um, and the last one is... Uh, does Laura prefer dancing or drawing? Does Laura prefer dancing or drawing? ¿Qué le gusta a Laura más? ¿Bailar o dibujar? Hi Daniel. Hi Laura. How are you? Well, thanks. What are you doing? I'm drawing. Ah, that's nice. What are you drawing? Can I see it? Sure. Is it an airplane? Yes, but it's not ready yet. It's really pretty. You're good at drawing. Yeah, I like drawing a lot. What do you usually draw? Do you have favorites? I like drawing cars, most, and airplanes, and big dinosaurs too. Dinosaurs? Can you show me one? Mm, I'm not sure if I have them in this notebook. Yeah, here's one. Wow, 
This is very nice. How did you do it? I saw it in a book that teaches you how to draw. Nice. Do you also like drawing? I do, but I prefer dancing and writing poems. Poems? Yes, I like reading and I sometimes write. It's fun. And also dance. Yes, I do hip-hop and jazz ballet. Do you know what hip-hop is? Well, kind of. We're going to dance in June with the school dance group. You can come and see us if you want. Sure, why not? Well, let's see the answers to the questions. The first one was, what's Daniel drawing? What is Daniel drawing? Is it an airplane? Yes, but it's not ready yet. Yes, so Daniel is drawing an airplane. Un avión. Está dibujando un avión. Next question. Does Laura think Daniel's good at drawing? It's really pretty. You're good at drawing. Yes, she does. She says, it's really pretty. You're good at drawing. Sí, sí. Cree que Daniel dibuja muy bien. Dice, eres bueno en dibujar. The following question. Uh, does he like drawing cars? I like drawing cars most and airplanes and big dinosaurs too. Yes, he does. He definitely does. Sí que le gusta. De hecho, los coches le gustan más que cualquier otra cosa. He says, I like drawing cars most. Question number four. What drawing does Laura want to see? Dinosaurs? Can you show me one? She wants to see a dinosaur drawing. Quiere ver un dinosaurio. And the last two questions are, does Laura like drawing? And does Laura prefer dancing or drawing? Do you also like drawing? I do, but I prefer dancing. Yes, she does. Laura likes drawing. She says, I do, which means, sí, me gusta. Le gusta dibujar. But, she says, I prefer dancing. Sí, le gusta dibujar, pero dice que prefiere bailar. I do, but I prefer dancing.
We've heard uh, a song from uh, After Crying's album. Show is the title of the album from 2003. And the number is called Face to Face. And uh, continuing with the program, um, I'm going to play a clip from the previous one, which is uh, the program in May. And uh, I'm going to play the grammar part, which ends uh, with some questions, some things to translate for this time. And I'll be giving you the answers after the end of the clip. First, let's just listen to the clip. So, let's take a look at some grammar here. I usually pick uh, my examples from uh, my experience with um, uh, Spanish or Catalan uh, speakers who who learn English and uh, who sometimes confuse things that are similar but still different in English. And, um, well, this is one of the reasons why they confuse them, I suppose. Uh, there would be four things that I would like to mention today. Uh, first is when uh, you say that you recommend something, uh, learners tend to say, recommend somebody to do something. And this in English is not really the way uh, to say this idea, to express this idea. So take this example um, she recommended me to buy shoes in this shop. Me recomendó comprar zapatos en esta tienda. Now, um, while in Spanish you say recomendar a alguien hacer algo, in English uh, you would say it differently. So instead of saying she recommended me to buy, you would say uh, she recommended buying shoes in this shop. Or you could say she recommended that I buy shoes in this shop. This would be less common, probably. But uh, the, the gerund form, buying, would be a good choice. So, she recommended buying shoes in this shop. Second thing. Uh, this afternoon, I will go to the gym. Uh, this afternoon, I will go to the gym. Now, if it's this afternoon, then this is what we call like, um, you know, near future. And it's not only near future, but it's planned future. I mean, you know what you're going to do. Um, so, in this case, um, we usually use the going to form or the present continuous form. Uh, so, you would say this either... This way, this afternoon, I'm going to go to the gym. Or simply, this afternoon, I'm going to the gym. But not will, because will would be used rather for, you know, um, less certain future. Uh, well, among other things and other examples, but this would be like the basic difference. So in this case, stick to going too. It's a good choice for planned future and planned near future.
Next uh, point. Do you remember that you did last weekend? Do you remember that you did last weekend? Uh, well, instead of that, you're supposed to use what here. And the last example would be I don't use to travel by bus. And the intended meaning is that uh, I don't usually travel by bus. So, normalmente no voy en autobús. No suelo ir en autobús. Uh, but in English, use to. Uh, first of all, it's written with D at the end. So, U-S-E-D. Uh, and it's pronounced as used to. And it refers to the past. Things that you did in the past, but you don't do them anymore uh, in the present. So... That's like a special case for the past. Uh, but here, if you want to say no suelo ir en autobús, I don't use to travel is not correct. Uh, what you would uh, want to say is um, I don't usually travel by bus or I don't normally take the bus or something similar. Yeah, and I'd like to add one more. This is nice too. Let's eat before to go shopping. Uh, vamos a comer antes de ir a comprar. Let's eat before to go shopping. Well, this is not correct. Uh, you're not supposed to use the to infinitive, but the gerund. So, let's eat before going shopping. This would be a good choice. Or you could also say, let's eat before we go shopping. Before we go shopping. Now let's do some translation. How would you say the following in English? Te recomiendo que veas la exposición. Es fantástica. Well, this would be, um, I recommend seeing the display or the show. It's fantastic. All right, so remember, I recommend seeing, not recommend to see or recommend you to see. These two would not be correct. Um, the correct one would be, I recommend seeing or I recommend that you see the display or the show. Second, mañana iremos a la montaña. Well, in this case, you could say, um, tomorrow we are going to go to the mountain. Or, simply, tomorrow we're going to the mountain. This would be a present continuous form used for a planned future. Um, but uh, in spoken language, you would probably just say, tomorrow we're going to go to the mountain. So, going to is often reduced to gonna in spoken language. We're gonna go to the mountain. Third. ¿Te acuerdas lo que me dijiste el otro día sobre él? Do you remember what you told me about him the other day? This would be a, a way to say that in English. Do you remember what you told me about him the other day? And the fourth. 
Nunca compro ropa por internet. Siempre voy a las tiendas. Now, to say this in English, you could say, uh, I never buy clothes online. I always go to the shops. So it's story time, and uh, we are nearing the end of the program. Uh, but before that, I'm going to read this little story for beginners or elementary level students. The story is known by, you know, almost everybody, I suppose. It's um, the story of the lion and the mouse. Uh, but I'm going to read the story in simple present, so there won't be complicated, you know, irregular past forms, etc. So I think everybody should understand this easily. It's short and very simple. Uh, so here's the story of the lion and the little mouse. A lion is sleeping in the sun. A little mouse comes along. The mouse climbs up the lion. The lion wakes up and catches the mouse. The lion says, You're my dinner today. Oh, please, don't eat me, cries the mouse. Uh, I will help you some day. Ha 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 I'm the lion, and you are a mouse, laughs the lion. How could you help me? The lion is so amused that the mouse manages to run away. Next week, the mouse is walking in the savannah. The mouse sees the lion tied to a tree with a rope. The mouse quickly cuts the rope with his sharp teeth. The lion says, Thank you. Thank you for saving me. Now, let's be friends. Okie doke, we've come to the end. Um, this year has been a great one. I hope you have great holidays. You get uh, to relax and uh, you could get to practice English, maybe. And I hope to see you back in September or October. You've been listening to Create English on Ripollet Radio with Gabor Legrari. If you want more information, you can check out the website createenglish.com. Take care and goodbye.